Welcome to Out and Out Vibes, a new age, new day, and modern columnist radio show. Percy and Mastro will be exploring an array of metaphysical topics. They'll be helping callers with insight about their questions. So welcome, and let's start our journey into a newly found awareness. Welcome, listeners, to Out and Out Vibes with Nancy and Gina. How are you doing, everyone? And we have this fab, fab weekend here going on in New Jersey. It was kind of rainy, bright, sunny, and now it's still daylight where we're at. Yeah. So how was your weekend so far, Gina? Uh, it was great. Okay. Um, I got to do a lot of things this weekend, took my dance class, also got to have dinner with Nancy here, and um, now we're doing our show. Exactly. How did you, Nancy, what did you do this weekend? Well, let me see. Um, it went by so fast. Actually, today, I went to Center City, Philadelphia, because I live in New Jersey, and I'm outside near Philly, and we actually went on the Philadelphia tour, which is a bus that you actually get at the convention hall and you actually take it Liberty convention hall and you actually take it. I think it's like 27 or 32 areas within Philly. You can get off at every stop and every 30 minutes it picks you up. So we went in an observation tower, which is in Philly, which takes you up to the 57th floor and you could see Philadelphia from everywhere. Have you ever been in in that? I've not been there, but that must have been a really beautiful view. It was beautiful today because it first started out a little rainy, and the sun came out. And then when we got back on the bus, the sun came out. We looked at all the tours and saw the historical sites of Philly. I mean, you really don't think about all the cities within America and across the world. There's so many things to see that you don't even know. You should take a local tour of your local big metropolitan city to see what things offer. I totally agree with that. You definitely should know the history of your own area where you come from and really enjoy it so that you can embody that um, information. Exactly. How about lunch? What did you do for lunch today? Oh, we went to this place called Reading Terminal, and it has, I don't know, like over 60 different restaurants and food and dessert and coffee. And I had... Um, one of the places, I think there's five of them, that specialize in cheesesteak. My husband, his friend is over for the weekend, and his name is Brad. Hey, Brad. Hi, Brad. And so he spent the weekend with us. He's still here. And we actually took him out for his first Philadelphia cheesesteak at Red Oh, what did he think? Oh, he thought it was fabulous. And I had um, four other people with us, and we all had an awesome time. They all love the cheesesteak there. Um, I got a brownie at Reading Terminal. Mm. I got this thing called olive oil cake. Have you ever heard of that? I have, yes. It's what well it, known in Greek and Italian cooking, um, and it has olive oil in it. It's a very dense cake. Yes, but it's, it's, it's dense like a pound cake, but it's moist at the same time from the olive oil. Now, do you substitute the olive oil for some other ingredient in there? Uh, I have never made it myself, so I don't know that. Okay. But it was pretty good. They liked it. Um, And then I had a coffee. And actually, at the Reading Terminal, they even had this dispensary with uh, rum and vodka. So I actually got a little sip of orange vodka that they make there, and I actually put it in my coffee. Wow. So it mixed well, and it made the coffee orange coffee, but it was really good. Got back on the bus, and we traveled around the rest of the city. It was a fabulous day today. Yeah, Reading Terminal Market is a fun place to go. I went there after a seminar that I had gone to in Philly, and I got some great ravioli Mm -hmm. to bring home for dinner. And I had lunch at this Asian place. People were lining up to get Peking duck there. I was shocked. They had them all hanging above. I saw that. You saw that one? I did. 
and it would they would go home. And I was looking at the Peking duck. I'm like, I like my favorite thing is Asian food. That's like my top thing. I was like Peking duck, Peking duck, <laughs> and they're like, no, no, cheesesteak, cheesesteak. I'm like, okay, we're going cheesesteak. But it was fabulous. We got cheesesteak, and it was really good. Um, but we had a fun time. It was nice spending out and mm-hmm. seeing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, we've talked about being sensitive before. Yes. I mean, we last week we talked about um, the different sensitivities because we had some callers call in, like Will called in, mm-hmm. and we talked about, didn't we talk about the different psychics yes. and the sensitive? Yes, audience, sentient, mm-hmm. all those. So let's talk about, I wanted to bring up, um, one of our listeners contacted us, and they wanted to know, okay, well, you talked about all the senses, but what is, what is it like to be a psychic or a medium? Mm. So, you know, as a person receiving the message and a person given the message. So, Gina, you have been on the end of receiving messages from mediums and psychics previously, yeah. from myself yeah. and from others. So, let's start with you receiving a message. Okay. So, so I'm going to ask you questions. Sure. So, as a person receiving the message, do you find it sometimes hard to receive a message from a person. Absolutely, because sometimes the message you you get really gets you emotionally in your heart, and sometimes it's really hard to accept it, although your brain says, yeah, that person's right. It's hard for you to accept it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some things that you have gotten in the past, um, do you feel that you have gotten the right message and you weren't able to take it or you discredit it or it shows up later in life or all of it. So for me, um, sometimes it's hard to accept the message that's coming in the way future Mm because you're like, it's so far away. Why did you bother telling me that? Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm going to be dwelling on it and it might never happen. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard to accept things like that. Me, I'm very open and when I get a message, I really think about it, and it might feel emotional at first, but then I gradually accept it and work with it. Mm-hmm. So not everyone can do that, though. So here's my question. So you have been the receiver, and you've also seen people receiving messages when yes. you've worked with me or when we've worked in other groups. Yeah. Um, do you, as a listener or a person receiving that you have seen in the past, do you find it sometimes that they find it hard to take a message at times? Absolutely. And people sometimes get very negative and get angry if they can't accept the message. And I think sometimes they're not ready to accept it. Okay. So would you? how do you feel now when giving a message to someone and they're having a hard time accepting it? So... Being a medium psychic, um, you know, because of what I do, sometimes it's a little overwhelming because wherever I go, no matter where I go, I get information. It never stops. So, and, you know, people think that it just stops when you, when I let go of the mic. Mm -hmm. I'm not a singer. I'm not a microphone. It's, It's who I am. Like, it's within, like, my DNA. So when I go, I can fade it out and not listen, but it's always there. So are you saying to me that you can't turn it off, but you can turn down the volume? Yes. For me. Yeah. Some people might be able to turn it off, but they might not have the five senses like I do. They might not be psychic and medium. They could just be psychic or medium or empathic or whatever. For me, got it. It never turns off. And it doesn't bother me because I don't know anything different. Now, when I give, I, I realize from working with other people who come to me, I always ask, usually, um, if you're coming to me, like if I was doing a party, you're coming to me for a reading. So you're giving me the permission. But if I have someone that I, I'm not doing a reading, I'm not, you know, it's just la, la, la throughout the time, 
if I tell someone that I'm a medium psychic or if they touch me by accident and I get information and start downloading, I will ask their permission, can I give you this information? You know, if I tell them, oh, this is what I do. Um, and when they say yes, then I'll give it. But what I find it really hard at times, especially with, people who are close to me um, or people who have gotten readings from me, they always want to become a friend because I'm the new flavor of the month. Or they find it hard to receive the information that I'm getting. And they don't know how I work, like in the sense of getting information. Like some information is really strong and I live it like I know it's going to happen you know, like, I, I don't know how to explain it to you, but it's like, you know, your child is in danger. So are you saying it makes you emotional when you are explaining what someone is in their future? Correct. Because You're feeling it. Correct. Because remember, I have my senses. It's not just one sense I'm psychic. I'm empathic. I see, I sense, I feel, and the emotion. So, and if there's pain involved. So with all of that, when someone comes to me for a reading, and let's say they're across from me, and I'm reading for that individual, but let's say it's that individual in a relationship. Let's just use you as an example. And I'm reading for you, but it's in a relationship, whatever relationship you're in. Let's say a partner for you. And I'm reading for you, I'm reading through you, all of you, but then I'm reading that partner and all of them. Let's say you have five kids. Then I'm reading all those five kids in your reading also. So I'm getting seven emotions, seven senses, seven things, plus all my emotion. I'm feeling all seven stuff, all seven of those people. So when you come to me for a reading, I'm getting all that emotion, all those feelings, all those senses, everything psychically for those people. And then... Um, futurely, I get, I get, um, all of that for people. So what happens is when someone's across from me and they're like, oh, no, no, you don't get it. If I'm getting all of that and all of those emotions with all those people, I will stand by my conviction. Like if you are a mom and you have a child and you know they're in danger. Because you've come to me, you've given the permission, I'm reading for all. If I see something, it's like, I'll be, you are not going to stop me from giving it to you. You Let me say something. Mm -hmm. So you feel the urgency of giving that person the information. It's so important that they need to hear it. Right. Okay. And so intense. Because it's all their emotions, all the senses, feeling it. Let me give an example. A woman came to me once for a reading. She was in a relationship. Her boyfriend's an abuser. She came to me, and I felt her being hit, black and blue eyes, being hit on her arms, being put down, being told she's no good, put down, abused. Verbally and physically. Now, she came to me for a reading. She didn't have any of those things. But I sensed, felt, and got all her sensations from being, allowing me to read with her. That's okay. But what I told her was, if you don't get out of this situation, and I don't tell people when they're going to die. That's not my thing because I'm not God. That's God's thing. But I did tell her, if you don't get out of this relationship, I do see I do see you on this cold slab in a morgue in the future. Ah. So what happened is the lady broke up with a guy, and um, the guy stalked her. She got a restraining order. He dated someone as a replacement of her, that identical, same look, same thing, because he went for a certain type. 
she got counseling, she became stronger, and she wasn't the weak woman as he once put up with. Mm. What happened was the woman that he went after, same, you know, weaker woman, he almost killed. He went after her and stabbed her multiple times. And she was able to get away. She lived, and he was incarcerated. Now, the woman has, in fact, you know, told me what has happened since and um, has thanked me for being honest because she, when she was here for my reading, when she came to me, she told me this would never happen and he loves me. You know, when you're in that situation, you're wrong. You know, she... um, kept pressing, you're wrong, you're telling me the wrong thing, I'm not, you know, I'm not here, you know, you're not, you're not right. So, but I knew I was, so I wasn't going to back down. So did you insist that I insist, and I insist and insist and insist. She thought at the end, now she wasn't a close friend, you know, she came as a client, she thought I was a little rude and pushy, but I knew that if I wasn't like that, she would not hear me, and at the end, she, you know, year, a year has gone by, a year and a half, she came back to me, and she told me her story, and she said, that girl almost thought she was in ICU, they didn't think she would live, she didn't, and that would have been me. And she said, I appreciate you being consistent, telling me the truth, not hiding it, and being persistent when you gave me the reading. I hated you when you gave me the reading, and I couldn't take you because I thought you were rude, disrespectful, and not right. But then, a year and a half later, two years later, when all this played out like you told me, I realized you were right. So she came and apologized to me. That's amazing. And she said, you know, you were right. And not everybody's right, but the way you deliver is the way you do it. And some people might not understand. And so I explained to her what I saw and what I felt. And what I told her, she said, that's what happened to the girl. And, you know, she said, I got goosebumps. And that's her own body telling her the truth. So... It's very hard sometimes, especially when people are close in my, in my friendship circle, because I can see everything for them, but I don't tell them because I don't want to lose their friendship or I don't want to be honest with them because they don't realize, like, I'll always help people, but they don't realize what it's like to be me. Mm-hmm. And they never ask. Yeah. And they don't know how I work and they, you know, it gets very overwhelming, especially when you're with someone a very long time. And when I work someone like your, your gift, how, do you think you become more heightened with your gift? Yeah. Because you've been working with me? Yes. And that happens a lot. You, you're in the same people, same mind state, your gift explodes and yeah. you blossom to where you need to go. So it's interesting, you know, we wanted to talk about this out to public so you understand how a medium psychic works. Now, we're going to take a commercial break. What's the telephone number people can call Gina? It's 1-888-627-6008. Give us a call and we'll be right back. We have created a new trend by mixing comfort with a positive design to inspire the wearer of our clothing line. In each of our custom creations, we've designed an inspiration word incorporated into a mandala. If you want to be the first to check out these cool designs, visit us at out-and-out-vibes. Dot my Shopify. 
www.myshopify.com. That's outandoutvibes.myshopify.com. Or visit nancytercy.org. have a great metaphysical shop in New Jersey, which is known as Sacred Green Earth. They carry a large variety of new and used books, including audiobooks and DVDs. Our statuary and gifts are imported from 14 different countries, and they carry inspirational banners and decor items from many diverse walks of life. This store prides itself on carrying the highest quality of incense from all over the world. We're located at 511 White Horse Pike, Oakland, New Jersey. Or simply call us at 856-854-7700. This is Gina and Nancy with OutNet Vibes, and we're going to take our first caller. So I think, Summer, you're the first one. Are you there, Hello? Summer? Hi, Summer. I'm here, how are yes. you? I'm good. How are you? Great. So do you have a question? Um, I didn't really think of any specific question, to be honest. Okay. Did you want just a general reading? Yes. Okay. Is that possible? So, okay. So, Summer, what I'm getting for you is you seem kind of lost. There's been many times that you'll go through your journey and you're looking for a sign of which way to go, but it seems like you're not getting what you need right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. You've been working hard to heal and get to where you need to go to finish everything, but it seems there's been a hurdle and there's a stop for you. And you may hope for the best, but it doesn't always happen that way for you. It's been not turning out the best for you. Um, What is your question? Because you're getting like uncertainty and difficult and you've been questioning everything. Um, I guess... My, the relationship with my child's father probably would be my main question in life right now. Okay. So you're a little procrastinate and hesitation with him. Um, there's a little lack of faith because you're holding yourself back but go, for going for, forward because you were hurt from him before, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he has told you that he's changed? Yeah. Okay. What I recommend, this is what I'm being told for you, is to take your time, go forward, and he he hasn't changed totally, but he has changed what has hurt you. He does want to be committed and have this be successful because you are important to him and so is the child, but I want you to not jump in totally but I want you to do one day at a time, but I see a possibility for you in a future as a family together. What do you have a question about that? Um, yeah, I, like, in, like, is he going to stop cheating on me? I don't understand. Like, he's been, it's just he's been a crazy person for a long time. So that's just kind of out of like out of reach to me right now. I think he's uncertain of where he wanted to go. Has he told you that he wants you as a family within his life now? Yeah. Okay. I think there's some uncertainty on your side. Um, I do see him making a choice to be 
be honest with you, but I want you to take it very slow. This journey, if you both go forward, is going to be a long time for you to be able to trust him again. That's true. But I don't think the energy is wasted on him. I just want you to take it slow and know what you're walking into with your eyes open. So that way you don't feel that the effort that you put forth is going to be bad nor good. You do one day at a time and allow God to take care of the rest. Let go of control. If this matters to you and you want to try one more time, do it. Take a risk, but you're walking in with eyes open this time, and you're going to surrender yourself in a sense and your willingness to try, but you keep your eyes open and just take one day at a time, and you don't worry about the future and don't look for tomorrow and what could happen. Okay. Do you see me with anyone else besides him? If you choose to be with him or choose not to be with him, which way? I mean, I guess that's just my choice. I do see an option for you, two different options, if you choose not to be with him exclusively. I see them being brought into you from outside. In other words, if if you meet them, if you find them, if you, you know, website, whatever. And I actually see them as good choices because they do not have children and they there is no doubt or hesitation with you when they come into your life because there is no underwaving waiver because you don't have any issues with them. And either of them would be good for you. Yeah. And I see them coming to you within the next six to eight. I only get numbers, so I don't know if that's six to eight days, six to eight months. Uh, June or, you know, to August, but I get six and eight. Six and eight. Hmm. Uh-huh. So that's crazy. Basically, the choice is up to me, but either way, I'm good, kind of. Correct. And you know what? I would take it slow with him. I know he's a jealous type. I do see that. But I recommend you take it slow with him, slow and steady, so that way you don't have any pressure, and you date, not just him, but others to see what options you have out there. Then make the decision of where you want to put all your eggs in. Do you under? Do you have any other questions? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that was just really broad and range. Like, I don't really know. I, I don't know. I guess. Well, Nancy gave you a lot of information. Let me just add one thing. You know, from the moment you, we picked up the call, I can feel your sadness. Try and you are in control from now on in the situation. So you're going to be the one making the decision whether you want to be with him or someone else. Now, Nancy expressed to you that... Take it as a dating situation. Don't be with him exclusively so that you can figure out what you want. And I would just add, try doing some things for yourself to bring a smile back into your voice because there's so much sadness when you speak. All right? And we're just going to say good luck to you. And if you have any other questions, call us back again. Thank, Thank you, you, Summer. Bye. Bye-bye. I think we have another caller. Is Roseanne there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Roseanne. Do you have a question? Uh, I do have one question. Um, sure. Are you good with uh, finding um, lost pets? Lost pets? Pets, Okay. Yeah. There's, a dog, there's a dog missing in our area. And I've been trying to help this lady get her dog back because her son was watching the dog, and Easter Sunday it got out, and... Then it was running around and nobody could catch it. So I didn't know okay. if you got anything like, uh, it's a little dog. Like a, like and a Yorkie? A little Yorkie. Like a yeah. Okay. It's a Yorkie. Oh, can I get a Yorkie? But it's a female. See, okay. So I see a Yorkie in a house. It's not outside. Now, mm-hmm. it's, 
It will be brought up. Has it been missing? You said like Since last Sunday. Seven days. Okay, so it's seven days. Okay, so yeah. the dog will be brought up um, within the next next five. So I don't know if it's five hours, five days, but mm-hmm. they will find the dog. The dog's not outside; it is inside, and the people who okay. have it are not going to keep it. So okay. and it is within the area, but it might be like okay. the next. The next development, like it's not, mm-hmm. it, you know, like two or three streets, it's like 10 streets over. And the people who have it are motivated to find out who the owner is. So they're not going to okay. keep it. Mm-hmm. And you will okay. find it. Good. Well, I was helping her, so I figured I would just ask. Sure. She's very sad. Sure. Yes. They will so. find it. And, and the dog is... Okay. I do see a lot, not past. So, so if someone's taking okay, care of yeah. Nancy, yeah, good. So, so it's good. nice and safe. Oh, that makes me that makes me happy. Okay, so, so I would check. Okay, I will pass it on to her. Rescues, or you know, in the area within the next two days, and okay. um, you will find it. Okay, good, very good. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Thanks for calling, Roseanne. All righty. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great night. So, um, Nancy, I just wanted to bring up something to you. I know that, you know, we've had a lot of paranormal people on our show. Yeah. Paranormal investigators. And someone you have met recently passed away. Oh, yes, that is true. Uh, Lorraine Warren. Um, and who is she? Well, she was, a lot of people know, you always hear about the Amityville Horror case, which is one of the most famous, haunted stories of all times that you hear. She was one of the chief investigators of that with her husband. And Lorraine investigated it. She is like the first paranormal investigator um, decades ago, which started at that time. And her and her husband, um, you know, actually were the first paranormal investigators, right? Um, So they are like, they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research in Monroe, Connecticut in 1952, and they investigated suspected hauntings all over the place. Um, So do you know a little bit about her? Um, I know that um, she was the basis she helped with many movie scripts. Uh-huh. A lot of movies were based on the research that she and her husband did. Uh-huh. And I know that they were devout Catholics. Yes. And all the work they did was free. It was just to help people find out if there was really something going on or if it was just, you know, in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, I met her. She worked with a lot of uh, paranormal groups. She would never turn anybody away. She always helped, and she would do it free of cost. She was a lady, and I I mean to say she was definitely a lady. Um, You know, she always had a smile. I got to meet her in person. Mm -hmm. Um, Paranormal state. When I had my radio with CBS about eight to ten years ago, I went to Penn State with a couple of friends of mine. And, um, you know, I knew about her, but didn't know I would meet her, but I met her. I didn't know who she was when she sat next to me, but I'll tell you what. Like I was telling you, I read people, I'm always on, but, you know, people have auras past them. And in your auras, it's your personality and who you are. And within her aura, she was very bright. And she had like these white lights in her aura. And um, I knew she was special, like me, and she sat next to me. I didn't know who she was, though. And um, so we talked a little bit. I was able to talk to her about four or ten minutes. So it was interesting. She's like, hi, you know, what's your name? I'm like, oh, my name's Nancy. You know, I'm here. I'm investigating. I'm, you know, doing um, a radio show on CBS. 
and I'm recording uh, Heather and Katrina and a couple other people from uh, Paranormal State. And I never really watched Paranormal State before I went to go there. Uh, one of my friends who was in my host group at the time recommended me to go. Don't know who they were. You know, I was like, okay, let's go. Um, so it was interesting. She said, you're sensitive. And I said, I am. And it was interesting. She looked at me and she goes, you know, it's hard to be who you are and be true to yourself. But never second guess or allow anybody to put a label on because we are all special. And it doesn't matter um, who you are or what you see or people will not agree with you because society as a whole is all messed up anyway. But we all have our own story. And she told me, be true to yourself. And I didn't know who she was at first. I was like, oh, thank you. I said, I could tell you're sensitive, too, with everything going on in your thing. And she got it. And she's like, I am. And I said, oh, it was nice meeting you, and, you know, I wish you best. And then as the time went on, she went up, and she, we were, like, in a group. We were just sitting in the back of the table. She was taking a break. And they, she left, and as time went on, we went to different things. And then she stood up at the front, and I knew who she was. And she, it, like, impressed me. She took a minute. She knew who, what I did. She knew I was sensitive. She looked into my soul, and she, like, gave me those inspirational words. She encouraged you. Exactly. Do what you want to do. Exactly. And not let people cut you down for, Correct. for your gift. Correct. Yeah. And I never really shared that with anybody. And so... Um, another time we went to another paranormal state thing in Gettysburg and she brought her whole, um, entourage, her whole entourage, but she bought like haunted things with her, like a museum, like from her museum. And she had stuff there. And, you know, I said, I'm always on. So when I walked through, I couldn't for myself, I couldn't walk through everything because when I even see it. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I look look all in it, and then it's like calling me, come to me. I'm like, no, no. Step back, walk the other way. So, but that's my choice. So, it was interesting. Um, she was, like, in the back room. She was talking to a couple of people, and I walked by her, and she realized who I was. And she's like, Nancy, isn't that your name? And I was like, yeah. And I was impressed that she remembered who I was. She was like, you were the girl who had the gift that I met at Penn State. And I was like, yeah. And I said, I'm impressed that you remember me. Because, you know, she meets so many people. So it was just, we talked a little bit. And I told her, you know, what I went in the room. And I just felt like things were calling towards me. You could tell, you know, it's not for me. And to step out of the room, I know my boundaries. You know, I don't want to be called for anything. And she goes, I understand that's good that you know your boundaries, so you're learning more. So it was just interesting. She had the best smile and the great disposition. And, you know, she's this little thing, but she had an enormous personality and an overwhelming a joy, a joy, a light, a light in her that she would help anybody. And no matter what it is to investigate and try to find physical evidence or anybody who needs it. And if she couldn't help you, she would get someone else to help you. Like, she would never turn anybody away. And isn't that how we want everyone to be? If they want to help you and they can't, then they refer you to someone who possibly could. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And she's done so much. And, you know, this world lost a light, a lady. Yeah. But on the other side, there's an angel in heaven, a new angel there, you know, a human angel. And, you know, they have gained a new light on that side. And we learned so much from her as well as she was compassionate towards people. Exactly. All right. I think we're going to go to commercial and then we'll take our next caller.
Music is all around us in this world, and we invite you to listen to this powerful, romantic, and enchanting music from Galeb. Galeb's velvet tenor voice will transport you to another time and space with his romantic and powerful vocals. His inspiration in his performance draws from the tenors he most admires, such as Bocelli and Pavarotti, Domingo and Corelli. Come check out this great tenor at galeb.net. That's spelled G-H-A-L-E-B dot net. Music is all around us in this world, and we invite you to listen to this powerful, romantic, and enchanting music from Galeb. Galeb's velvet tenor voice will transport you to another time and space with his romantic and powerful vocals. His inspiration in his performance draws from the tenors he most admires, such as Bocelli, and Pavarotti, Domingo, and Corelli. Come check out this great tenor at galeb.net. That's spelled G-H-A-L-E-B dot net. another caller. Um, Rebecca, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi there. Do you have a question? Hi. Yeah, I just have been um, experiencing a lot of low energy, kind of like malaise and not wanting to do anything. And I'm wondering when you see that lifting. Well, I do see empowerment coming into you with kind of like a divine energy field, like being sent to you. I know you're trying to uplift everything, but you feel like there's a weight on you. Um, I want, one of the things I want you to be is um, less, um, I want you to be less hard on yourself. And I also want you to realize that you're, a fabulous woman and I see the inner healing for you and new release and energy coming to you for compassion for yourself more so within the next two to four. Okay. Um, I want to also let you know that um, you're very hard on yourself and you're, you, you like you forgive others easily. Is that correct? Correct. And you don't forgive yourself as much, and you're more harder on yourself. You're a gentle light of intention, and you help a lot of people, and you have a lot of compassion. I want to remind you, and I'm going to say this again, is be compassionate to yourself also because you're the source of power to help others. And once you do that a little bit, within the next two to four, I don't know if that's days, hours, or weeks, but I don't think it's months. I think it's weeks. That's what I'm getting a yes on my side, that once you do that and understand your own empower to take care of yourself, your energy will come up. Okay. Okay. And I have one other quick question. Do you see me moving at all? I do, but I see that there's some things that you need to work out financially um, to 
finish everything, and then I do see you moving after you do that. Um, it's not as simple, like, I could get up and move now. But I do see you wrapping some stuff up financially, and I do see you moving within the next two. And any idea where that would be? What location? I see green hills, and it looks like there is water near you. Now, it's not an ocean, but it is like, it is not an ocean, but it is not, it is not, um, like a big body of water. Like it's not like like the five lakes. It would be like it could be like a contributory or something that flows. But I see you near water and the reason is for some reason water gives you healing and helps you to relax. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. That's where I see you getting something within that time within that area. And I see the seasons only three, not four. In other words, you don't have winter, summer, spring, and fall. It only has three seasons of a choice that you choose. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You've just been right on with things that you've told me about myself, and I just really want to appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for calling, Rebecca. You too, ladies. Bye. Bye. That was great. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about angels. I've been thinking about angels a lot. And, okay. And um, people wonder about them. Oh, well. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about what they actually are. Okay. First of all. So, you know, every, you know, there's angels in the Bible. Um, you know, we actually, you know, angels have different classifications. They're in the Bible, Daniel, Luke, Revelation, Genesis, Isaiah, Exodus, Romans. I mean, they're all over. Now, pretty much there's nine different um, groups or angels. And um, seraphims, cherubs, or cherubims, thrones, domination, dominions, uh, dominions. Or, yes, dominions, or it's domination, too. Really? Depending how you pronounce it. Okay. Principalities, there's powers, virtues, archangels, and angels. So, um, we could get a little more in detail. I know we have callers on hold, so let's get them, and then we'll talk a little bit more, and we'll go into each one. Sure. Okay, Michael, are you with us? We'd we'd love to talk to you. Hi. Hey, Michael, you have a question for us? I well, first I'd like to say hi and uh, meet my neighbors. My um, my show is going to debut on Thursday the second at nine p.m. Eastern. So I just oh, want to say hi to you, ladies. Hello, hello, hello We're, we're going to be neighbors. And, awesome. Uh, What's your show going to be about? I love your show. Uh, What's your I'm show going to be about? Medium. I'm You're a psychic, psychic medium. medium. Oh, wow. And a well, here's a entertainer. Well, here's a question yep. for you. Being as a psychic mm. medium, how do you read? I frown on labels. I don't care for the title psychic medium. I call myself an intuitive. Okay. Because, because I'm tired of uh, labels. Okay. Uh, and ha- and when I read, I uh, you talking about the process or what or the modality? How do you see things? How do you see things? I'm clairvoyant. I share all the five sisters. Oh, awesome. And I go and I and I go through my chakra system. I can I I I cleanse. I ground. I connect with my higher self where my primary guide is waiting, and he takes control of whatever comes through. He sends it to me because it gets busy there when they see your red light. (laughs) Everybody wants to say hi to Charlie. (laughs) And And I will give you whatever I use all the tools that are out there but I don't okay. use it the way everybody said I should use them. I use it my own way. 
And when I'm done, I do a good cleaning and cleansing and thanking and blessing, and I'm out. Oh, awesome. That's now, how it goes on. But I, but I do all of this before the camera comes on. Okay. And um, when does your show start, and what will be the name of it? The show is going to be named The Michael Goga Show. Okay. And it's a debut, but I was here 15 years ago under two other titles, uh, You're in a Vision and The Michael Goga Show. Oh, awesome. Well, welcome, neighbor. And we it, love having and, new people. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, girls, this is the only radio station on the planet, music and <laughs> talk shows. And we you love guys it. are fantastic. Oh, thank you. I got thank a you. Question. How sweet of you. Go ahead. Thank you. Maybe you can help me. How am I doing? <laughs> You're actually doing fabulous. Um, mm. What I see is you're honoring your strengths and weaknesses, and you understand who you are now, and you honor them no matter what you do, and you heed the information you're getting from the other side, and they're clapping about it because you have fulfilled your expectation that they expected for you and vice versa. But you have realized that you will never be what others expected you to be and you found your unique way and what you're meant to be now. So you are on the right road and because of your difference and your change of loving those differences of who you are and being truly beautiful who you are inside and out and being honest, you are going to explode. Wow. You know you are 100% right on, and 50% of what my message will be when I start broadcasting. Thank you for that. You're welcome, and thank you for being a guest, and please call okay. back. And we're going to listen in on your show, Michael. Yes, we so are. We wish I you the best of luck. Thank you, and I to you, and uh, I will appear on anybody's show, and I'm going to be inviting all you guys on my show. So I just wanted to get to know you and say hi. Thank you. I'll let you go. Many blessings God to bless. you. Bye. Thanks for calling. Blessings. God bless you. Thank you. Same to you. You too. Thank you. Oh, that was so nice. I know. We do have one more caller. Uh, Valerie, are you there? No. Yeah. I'm here. Thank you, ladies, for taking my hey, call. Hey, Valerie. How are you doing? Hi. Pretty good. I wanted to see if you either see work coming in or you see a relationship. Work or relationship. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but um, when you That's ask okay. that question, I see both. I see you being oh. very watchful on everything so let's 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 be be very vigilant on what you want because i want you to outweigh your actions going forward so um i see you wanting a certain job and i do see you getting the right position um but i don't think it's where you think it is I think it's somewhere else within, like, within a certain area, but I actually see it, um, like, in other words, if you think it's with a certain company, I actually see it the same type of position, but it might not be with that company, it might be the competitor, or it might be not in the same area you're looking at, but it's like an off branch of it. I don't understand that, but that's what I get. Do you understand that? Uh, yeah, I do understand that because I've applied okay. to several different companies, uh, okay. and it's in healthcare. Okay. And I was looking to not travel or commute no more than 45 minutes. Yes, I do see you getting it. So weigh your actions, be sure to act wisely, and you will get it done <laughs> and you will be moving forward. So that's the first are thing. Get, are you getting the timing on that? Because I've been you know, working this thing for over a year now. Mm -hmm. Let's hope it's five weeks. I'm only given numbers, so it's either, it could be May, it could be five weeks, 
or it could be five months. I don't, it's okay. not five years. It's within that time frame. Um, okay. And then okay. what I also see for you relationship-wise, um, wash away what you, the doubt that you have in the past because you don't want to hold what made you back then, like by judging and blaming that people are the same as other people you have dated. Um, I want you to forgive and let go of that because the people that are coming forward, there'll be one person in particular that you will not think at first they're a good match, but they will be. They'll surprise you. And that is coming uh, summer to fall. And you might need them now, but their relationship will start blooming then. Oh, good. Oh, this is okay. good. <laughs> so be friends with people. Learn, meet different people. I want you to go out. You have to go out. And once you go oh, out, definitely. you will meet them as you go. Yep. Okay. Can, can I give you kind of an initial of the companies I've been looking at? Well, see if you get a we're running out of time, so we're going to oh, have to say um, thank you for calling. You're welcome to give us a call back next time we're on the air. Great. Well, thank you, ladies, very much. I appreciate the reading. Thank You're you welcome. Much. It's been lovely talking to you, Roseanne. I mean, Valerie. I'm sorry. Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Valerie. Bye. <laughs> All right. So um, we only have a few minutes left. Maybe we can um, finish up our talk on angels. You know, um, Hollywood has given us this fantasy of what angels are. But um, in reality, what are they in reality? Well, we know they're beings of light. We know they're here to help us and um, take messages back and forth to God and to give us messages. What, what, do, what else, Nance? Okay, we'll take that. So... Any callers that are on hold or people who are calling in, we're not going to take any more callers. So call back in our next show two weeks from now, and we'll take you then. Or you could email us. Now, to get back to Gina's question. So angels are mentioned throughout everything. Angels are spirits or embodied or certain individuals. They're a classification on their own. They've never been in human form. Right. When they're created, they are an angel. And they're in the, like the guy said, he doesn't like classification. But there are different ones. And, you know, you do hear about archangels a lot. Like, you know, you hear Michael. Who's the other ones you have heard of? Uh, Raphael. Ariel. Yeah. Ariel. Yeah. You hear a lot about them. Um, the big thing is angels are from God. And, you know, they are a balance between two worlds. They have their own power. Mm -hmm. They're in an unseen realm. People who are more extra sensitive see them. And they are a principality of some type of power. Okay. Okay. How they look, they are various different looking um we will get that in our next show um when it's just me and you we'll talk about that okay um you know more in depth about each group and each style and what i have seen in each one what they look to me because what they look to me might look totally different to someone else mm -hmm. so we can talk about that okay okay great well we're you know getting to the end of our our night already. Um, the website you could go to, listeners, is www.nancyturfi.org or .com. I have both. So you could go on that and you can ask any questions through that. Let me know. I am booked out a year in advance for reading. So the best way to get hold of me is actually call the show when you look at when we're available, when Gina and I are alive. But also, you know, if you do have a question that you want us to answer online, maybe you're not going to have time to call us. We do take those questions and as 
answer them live, so you can always listen to a playback if you're not able to listen to the live show, and we can answer them on air for you. So you send them to on the contact page on Nancy's website. So it's been real. I appreciate y'all listening. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week. Peace out. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing this radio adventure with us this evening. Join us next time as we explore another topic which will expand your awareness of yourself and unlock potential opportunities for all of our listeners. See you next time on Out and Out Vibes. <laughs>